This is Radio MVP Sports. Running with the Canes. Welcome to Radio MVP Sports, Episode 7 of Running with the Canes. This episode, the Canes face Beaver Area and Central Valley. The Canes come into the contest with Beaver after an emotional overtime loss on the road to Quaker Valley. We start this podcast off with my broadcast partner, James Dawson, talking with the Canes head coach, Ralph Blundo, before the game with Beaver. Back on the Washington Center Physical Therapy pregame show, here with Newcastle head coach, Ralph Blundo. Coach, it's uh, been a couple of big games in a row, the big Ambridge win, then traveling down to a Quaker Valley on Tuesday, played from behind most of the game, tied up late, ended up falling in overtime, but... Uh, and at least the come-from-behind atmosphere with that playoff atmosphere down there, you have to be uh, proud of the way the team played, especially considering what happened earlier in the month against them. Yeah, I mean, certainly we were happy to have a chance, but uh, we wanted to win the game, you know, right. we didn't. And uh, it stung a bit, and we had to spend the next two days looking at our wounds and getting ourselves ready for Beaver because um, there is no time uh, to, uh, to, to waste. Uh, next day we had to get in the gym and, had a couple good days of prep, and then, of course, the cancellation set us back a little bit, but it's no different for them, and uh, we played tonight. And rescheduled games this time of year have to be very difficult, and school being out a couple of days in the week, another rescheduled game on a Saturday. How much different is it just for a Saturday game in terms of a, a difference in the routine of not being in school during yeah. the course of the day? We're just creatures of habit, really, you know, big time here at Newcastle. We're pretty systematic about the way we go about things, so it knocks us up just a little bit, but... Um, you know, the kids are sitting around all day a little bit. Uh, it's just different. I'd rather than be in school, for come, go home for a couple hours, come back, and then, and then we play. But uh, it didn't work that way. But like I said, same for them. Sheldon Cox last couple games really emerging, especially beyond the arc. Five three pointers each game, twenty plus points. Let's talk about his progression and what he's been doing only as a sophomore. Well, I think things got better when he started driving the basketball and getting to the rim a little bit. Um, you know, he, he's he's a well-rounded player, but. He was really one-dimensional early in the year, and he wasn't shooting it well. Um, but the fact that he's getting to the cup now, he's also shooting them well better. He's playing with great confidence. Um, you know, Sheldon's six-two uh, sophomore as a guard. He's got a chance to be a great player here. Demetrius McKnight, only six foot, but he was playing a lot taller than that, especially in the Ambridge game. Everybody giving up three, four inches, yet he goes and grabs 15 rebounds, including 10 offensive rebounds, another double-double against Quaker Valley. Talk about his progression throughout the uh, course of the season. Well, we try to keep it simple for Demetrius because he's inexperienced and he hangs around the hoop and he you know, gets offensive putbacks or catch and finish. Um, but he's extremely athletic. He gets. I think the thing about Demetrius that makes him – uh, really tough is that he gets to the top of his jump so fast, um, which kind of offsets the height efficiency that he might have because he's not quite, I don't even think he's six foot, you know, but he kid's a tough kid and he's been a great addition to our team. Talking with Ralph Blundo here on the pregame show. Beaver tonight, Coach. Uh, last time when we played him down there, uh, you said very emphatically that this is not you're a winless team. They might be on paper, but they're not that kind of way. Since the uh, win down there, they've won five out of their last seven. Uh, a team kind of streaking and now in the playoff hunt. Just talk about what you've seen uh, between now and then, especially in their team change. This is what I expected. I mean, they beat Ambridge. They uh, beat Blackhawk. I mean, they they have talented basketball players. They have length. They can shoot it. I mean, they have post players. They have depth. And they're well coached. So, I mean, they, they have it all. Um, and they finally have put it together, and uh, 
you know, I can see them getting into the playoffs without a doubt. And, you know, we, we got to take care of our business with them tonight. We're in for a war. Saturday game, so a lot of the other teams in the area off tonight. And uh, just talking out there uh, during the JV game, talking with uh, with Coach Stanley of Union. And they're having a great year in, in single A. Uh, Nishanik having a great year with Coach Corey in, in triple A. Just all the way through, Shenango having a, a, a comeback year as well. Just talk about some of the other teams in the county and the, the relationships with the coaches and the, and the teams, how they're doing so far in uh, in this 2019 campaign. Uh, those are all some of my really good friends. Love Coach Stanley and, and Coach Corey, Bobby McQuist and Coach Marmo, Kenny Locke, those guys. Um, you know, they've all done a really good job with their team. Laurel has a really young team this year, but they have some talent. They're going to be good moving forward. And the Shannon's had a heck of a year with some really good wins. And, and John Corey's really underrated as a coach, man. That guy really, he knows what he's doing. And uh, his team's play hard and efficient and, you know, wins over Beaver Falls and Aliquippa. It says enough right there. And, of course, um, Shenango going down and beating Swickley Academy was a great win. Colin McQuiston, coach's son, really good basketball player. So, there's some good there's some good basketball in this area. We get together in the summertime, play some summer ball and do some different things. So uh yeah, I'm excited for all man. We root for each other and uh you know, sometimes it's great, sometimes we even get a boy uh, a double header sometimes uh in the playoff. He's sometimes just boy girl, but we get him and that's usually pretty cool for the county. One final question for you, Coach. Uh, the biggest key, not only for tonight, but for the last three or four games here uh, in the stretch run, about the, the thing you'd want to see improve most for this team heading into playoff time. Uh, we got to be great on the ball. I think if our on-ball defense is good and we continue to rebound the way we're rebounding, that can't fall off. And, of course, we have to continue to shoot the way we're shooting. But our on-ball defense has to be really, really good. And, and when teams score, they have to really earn it. Uh, the better we get at that, um, you know, we're giving up 10 points more per game this year than we did last year. Uh, the better we get that, we can shrink that number, um, certainly our, our chances get better. Starts tonight. Best of luck, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. It's basketball time here at the Fieldhouse as we get ready to, to jump it up. Appendectomy. <laughs> there you go. And the tip will be controlled by the Canes. Drew Cox with the ball as he crosses the timeline. Oh, Lobo, Lobo! He goes left side, gets it over to Burnett. Burnett brings it back to the middle and hands it back over to Prowl. Prowl back to Burnett on the left wing. He looks behind, top of the key, works it over to McKnight to Prowl. Drives into the lane, left side, shot no good, followed up by Sheldon Cox. Through, and it's 2-0 Canes. Good rebound there by List for Beaver. He quickly gets it. Out to Conley. Conley behind the arc on the right wing. He backs it off as McKnight guards him. He works down between the two circles on the right side. Goes into the corner to List. List into the arc. Now back up top to Keza. Keza going one-on-one against Prowl. Stops, pulls up. A 12-footer up and good. Peter Keza is going to be key tonight. I don't think he missed a single shot in warm since I was watching. And he is bowing out a man on a mission, the 5'10 senior. Conley with the ball in the backcourt as he brings into the forecourt. Four minutes here to play first quarter. Conley with the ball, drives down the lane, has open. It goes to the hoop, off the glass, good. Conley with five in the ball game, and it's 10-4, Beaver. To fall through the cylinder yet as we approach the three-minute mark of the first quarter. Graham with the ball in the forecourt, goes to Wells into the corner to Sheldon Cox, back to Wells to Graham. Over to Wells, drives into the lane, works down underneath, takes a shot, a runner, a little four-footer up and good. Mike Wells on the scoreboard. And they throw it in. It's going to be intercepted there by McKnight. McKnight brings the ball in the forecourt, gives it over to Graham. 
Graham to Drew Cox, drives down left side, takes it off the glass, good. Drew Cox with his first two of the game, and it's 10-8, Reaver with the lead, as Kaza brings the ball in the forecourt here for the Bobcats. I like that though, back-to-back -back possessions, get into the lane, make it a higher percentage shot. McKnight with the ball, gives it over to Graham, goes left side to Sheldon Cox, back to Graham, top of the key, right left side to Sheldon Cox, back to Graham. Graham's gonna work on the right wing, we're down a minute 40 here to play in the first quarter. Graham goes left side to Sheldon Cox. He'll take a three and swishes it home. And that's a, a three-pointer made for Cox. That was really a terrible possession for Newcastle. Just passed around the perimeter, no real energy. Finally, Sheldon just pops one and goes nothing from that. All right, 2.9 seconds officially remaining here in the first quarter. List will throw it in here for Beaver. Give it over to Kaza. Kaza brings in the forecourt. Throws it in the corner, shot taken, and it's going to be waved off. No good. And at the end of one, it's Beaver leading Newcastle 14-11. Eight minutes on the clock here to start the second quarter. The Canes trail by three, 14-11 to Beaver. On the court for the Canes is Sheldon Cox, Demetrius McKnight, Dante Burnett, Michael Graham, and Michael Wells. Real quick, a nice ceremony there between quarters. Mike Joseph, grandfather of... Head coach Ralph Blundo in the crowd just celebrated his 101st birthday, and of course he's in the crowd cheering on the Canes tonight. Give it over to Sheldon Cox, working in the left corner to Mike Wells, drives baseline, takes the shot, no good, followed up by McKnight, no good, rebound there by Mike Wells. Gives it over to Michael Graham, into the corner to Burnett for three, and he puts it in. Big play right out of the corner to tie it up at 14 to start quarter number two. Canes will throw it into Wells. They'll throw it up top, get it over to Burnett. Burnett works between the two circles, hands it back over to Graham. Graham with the ball goes left side to Wells, down the right lane, spins, takes the shot, rolls the rim and gets it in. And again, getting into the lane, Michael Wells, second time he's done that tonight, first lead of the contest for the Canes. 16-14, the two-point lead by the Canes, as Kaysa bring the ball up in the forecourt. Bounce pass goes to Conley, or that's Champ. Champ drives in, has the ball picked away by Graham. Graham on the move, down the right lane. Takes the shot, off the glass, good, with the foul. And a late whistle and a good one there. It was Brassel trying to draw the charge, and he started falling before contact was made. So Brassel picks up his second, and a three-point play opportunity coming for Graham. So the Canes now lead by four, 18 to 14, with 6.27 here to play. Second quarter, and Graham looking to complete a three-point play at the line. 63% free throw shooter is the freshman. Rolls the rim and throws it in. 7-0 run for the Canes to start the quarter. We're down to 6.05 here to play in the second quarter. Over in the corner to Burnett for three. Back of the rim, no good. Rebound there by List. As he gives it over to Kaza as he brings the ball in the forecourt. Peter Kaza goes left side to Champ. Champ drives into the lane, has the ball stripped there by Graham again. Out to Burnett on the move, off the glass, and good for two. Good effort defensively. Defense leading to offense, and here's another steal almost. Connolly comes down with it on the batted ball as he brings it across the timeline. He'll drive into the lane, now pulls it back out. He'll give it over to Brazel. Brazel with the ball, guarded there by Sheldon Cox. Throws left side to Champ. Champ with the ball into the corner to Kaza. Kaza brings it back out on the wing on the left side. Kaza drives into the lane, throws it out the list, gives it back to Champ. Champ gives it over to Kaza as they're going to work some clock. 
We're down to 5.08 here to play in the second quarter. They'll hand it off to Brazel. Brazel guarded there by Graham. As he tries the left side, goes down the lane, and he's going to clear out. And they're going to get the offensive foul on Brazel. Now the way around, they're going to call Graham as he was driving defensively the entire way. I saw what you were seeing, too, with the arm bar, but it was actually because he kind of had the arm hooked under, did Graham defensively. Well, 4.57 here to play in the second quarter. Though Coach Blundo's on your side, I think. <laughs> Can't imagine why. He and I sell it correctly. 23-21, <laughs> Canes with a two-point lead. Michael Graham with the ball, gives it over to Sheldon Cox. Back to Graham, bounce pass into Drew Cox. A little five-footer up and good by Drew Cox. 25-21, Canes pressure to backcourt. They're stolen by the Canes. Burnett goes up strong, no good. Rebound there by McKnight and is good. List gives it over to Kaza. Kaza works it down into the lane. Goes left side, up and good. Peter Kaza with seven in the ball game. And it's 27-24, Canes. Yeah, nice your step to get around the bigger defender in Michael Wells there and lay it in with the left hand. Graham in the forecourt here for the Canes. Gives it over to Burnett. We're down to 40 seconds here to play in the first half. Burnett with the ball as they're showing some zone defense here by Beaver. We're down to 30 seconds. Kane's content to take this all the way down if they have to with a three-point lead and now 20 seconds on the clock. They'll give it over to Graham. Graham with the ball down to 18 seconds. Graham stops his dribble, throws it in the corner to Sheldon Cox, back to Graham. Now they come out. And Graham's going to throw it off of Brazel, goes out of bounds, and will stay with the Canes. 10.5 seconds remaining here in the first half. Canes by three, 27-24. Sheldon Cox will throw it in, gives it over to Graham. We're down in nine seconds. Over to Burnett. Left corner, right corner to Sheldon Cox. Back to Graham. Over to Cox. Takes the three. Puts it in. Big three-pointer for Sheldon Cox at the buzzer to double up the lead as the teams go to the locker room, 30-24. to 24, Kane's lead and uh, the second three-pointer for Sheldon on the evening. So a nice second-quarter rebound here by the Canes, who came into the quarter trailing by three, 14-11, to take a 30-24 to 24 lead here at halftime. Beaver brings the ball in the forecourt, gives the champ. He loses control, and McKnight cleans it up. Gives it over to Prowl on the left wing. Now drives into the lane, takes the shot. No good. Followed up by McKnight. McKnight puts it in for two. Five offensive rebounds for McKnight. And we're going to have a timeout called by Beaver. 6-18 here to play in the third quarter. The Kings lead by 10, 36-26. Charlie Higgs will throw it in, and he throws it into the backcourt. Stolen there by Prowl. Prowl bounce pass goes to Burnett. Burnett brings it back out, gives it over to Prowl, top of the key. Prowl goes left, right side to Sheldon Cox, gives it right back to Prowl. Left side to Drew Cox, into the corner to Burnett. Back over to Cox on the wing. Into Burnett for three from the corner, and he puts it in. And again, he stepped into it, Tim. When he steps into it, he'll knock it down every time. 39-26, Kings with the lead. Charlie Higgs will throw it in, and he throws it into the backcourt. Stolen there by Prowl. Prowl bounce pass goes to Burnett. Burnett brings it back out, gives it over to Prowl, top of the key. Prowl goes left, right side to Sheldon Cox, gives it right back to Prowl. Left side to Drew Cox, into the corner to Burnett. Back over to Cox on the wing. 
Into Burnett for three from the corner, and he puts it in. And again, he stepped into it, Tim. When he steps into it, he'll knock it down every time. 39-26, Kings with the lead. Give it over to Kaza. His ball's going to be knocked away by Graham. Is in the hands of McKnight. McKnight down the right lane, up, and good. I got three steals for Michael Graham here tonight, and a lot of them just like that. Pickpockets from behind. On the court for the Canes will be Sheldon Cox, Demetrius McKnight, Michael Wells, Dante Burnett, and Michael Graham. 3.42 here to play. Beaver will be throw it in. They'll throw it into Mike Champ, give it back to Brazzle. Brazzle with the ball. Goes left side, gives it over to Conley. Connolly drives into the lane, throws up a shot. No good, gets his own rebound. Ball batted away by McKnight into the hands of Burnett. Outlets it to Wells. Wells off the glass for two. Transition bucket. So it's an offensive rebound for Connolly, but he had to try to save it. And then a huge run the other way. 42 seconds here to play in the third. Into four court goes the Canes. Down to the baseline to McKnight. Shot taken, rolls the rim. No good. Rebound there by Connolly. Outlets it to Mike Champ. Left side, off the glass. No good. Rebound there by Sheldon Cox. Outlet it to Graham. We're down to 27 seconds. Give it over to, to Drew Cox. Now they'll pull it back out with 21 seconds. And Drew Cox has the ball in the left wing. Give it over to Graham. They'll play a two-man game there. Down to 15 seconds. Into the corner to Sheldon Cox with three. Good! Sheldon Cox with 14. 47-36. Kaza with the ball in the forecourt. Five seconds. Kaza down the left lane. Shot no good. Rebound there by Drew Cox. He'll turn up a deep three. No good. But the end of three. The Canes lead by 11. 47-36. We're going to take another one-minute timeout. You listen to high school basketball on WKST News Radio 1200 and the Trip Live High School Sports Network. Canes into the forecourt with Drew Cox. Get in the corner to Burnett for three. Rattles the rim. No good. Ball on the court. Picked up there by Drew Cox as he shifts it over to Burnett. Over to Drew Cox. Runs the lane. Cox up for two. Sheldon Cox getting on the floor to knock it out and be able to maintain a possession for the Canes. Kaza with the ball. Bounce pass gives it over to Conley. Drives into the lane. Is blocked by Drew Cox. Picked up by McKnight. McKnight on the move. Bounce pass to Sheldon Cox. Off the glass. Good for two. Again, working inside and outside is Sheldon Cox. Just like we heard in the pregame show, he's got a game high 16. 5-13 here to play in the fourth quarter. The Canes lead 51-38. Sheldon Cox 16, Demetrius McKnight 10, Dante Burnett 9, leading away for Newcastle. On the other side, Peter Cases with 13, followed by Beckett Connolly 8 and Brody List. And Noah Brazelich with 7 right now for Beaver. Coming out on the court. Looks like it's Brady Hassan in for the first time here tonight for Beaver. As the Canes will have the ball inbounding right in front of us. As they'll give the ball over to Graham. Graham throws it over to Drew Cox. They work it left side to Prowl. Prowl drives baseline. Throws across court. Gives it to Sheldon Cox for three. Good! Sheldon Cox now with 19. Five three-pointers for the third straight game for Sheldon Cox. Hanson gives his ball, bounce pass. It's going to be stolen away by Drew Cox. Cox throws it over the shoulder to Sheldon Cox. Tries to slam it home. Can't do it. And that will bring in Michael Wells on a substitution. Uh, Drew Cox, I don't know how he did it. And he... 
He, he wanted it badly. He's had a great night. Drew Cox, a great job, too, as he went for the ball. Made sure he didn't grab it so he didn't get a traveling violation. What a heads-up play. Kazza with the ball. Gives it back over to Hanson. Hanson has the ball stripped away. Picked up there by Burnett. Over to Drew Cox. Left lane. Takes the shot. No good. Follow up by Burnett. Burnett puts it in on the tip. Another steal started by Michael Graham. Kaza drives down the left baseline. Bounce pass cross court to Conley for three. Rattles the rim. No good. Rebound there by McKnight. McKnight gives it over to Graham. Graham will pull it up with 21 seconds here to remaining in the ball game. It looks like Beaver's going to call off the dogs with 15 seconds left. Newcastle's going to escape with a 10-point victory here at the Fieldhouse. Yep, they'll concede, and the clock will wind down as we're down under five seconds here to play as Drew Cox will dr dribble out the clock, and it'll be a 10-point win here for the Canes tonight, 58-48 over Beaver Bobcats. The final score, Newcastle 58, Beaver 48. Beaver falls to 5-12 on the season and 4-6 in the section, while Newcastle improved to 14-4 overall and 8-2 in the section. Leading scorers for the game for Beaver was Peter Kaza with 21 and Becca Conley with 10. For Newcastle, it was Demetrius McKnight with 19, Payne Prowl with 11, Michael Wells with 8, and Drew Cox with 7. Looking at scoring by the quarters, it was Beaver, 14, 10, 12, and 12 for a final 48. Newcastle, 11, 19, 17, and 11 for a final 58 as the Kings come away with a 58-48 win over the Beaver Bobcat. The Kings enter game 19 of the season with a 14-4 overall record and 8-2 in section 2. Central Valley comes in with a 6-12 overall and 3-6 in the section. Here's James Dotson with head coach Ralph Blundo before the game with Central Valley. Back on the Washington Center Physical Therapy pregame show here with Newcastle head coach Ralph Blundo. Coach, uh, the stretch run coming down here, a three-way tie for first place in the section uh, with Newcastle, Ambridge, and Quaker Valley. Really no surprise the way this section's been in the last few years. Well, it's a bit of a surprise this year. We <laughs> didn't know. I mean, I think everything was unsure this year. We were really uncertain about us, but... I think you know we have to be pleased with the position we're in because we have an opportunity. Um, we need a little bit of help um, to, to accomplish something special within the section, but you know we, we definitely have an opportunity. And you know we got to play. We got to play tonight, man. We got to play. And we play against Tuesday. Against Beaver on Tuesday. Uh, well, game against Beaver, a ten-point win, fifty-eight to forty-eight. Have to be definitely pleased with the uh, the defensive performance. I've been talking all year about the defense needs to pick it up a little bit more, holding in the forty-eight points uh, below the average of what it has been. Have to at least be something to build on here down the stretch. Yeah, but I think it was more a byproduct of limited possessions than and not great play by Beaver on that night. Their best guys didn't play well uh, than. You know, than us, we just I didn't think that night we didn't play like our hair was on fire. You know, we didn't play really, really hard and we weren't really engaged defensively. And, uh, you know, maybe that's to be expected after back to back games against Ambridge and Quaker Valley uh, and then the game being canceled on Friday. But here we don't accept that. You know, we, we, we believe, you know, we put the uniform on and the lights come on and they're keeping scored a certain way you play. Um, we weren't very good on Tuesday. We, we were fortunate to get out of there with a win. 
outside shooting uh, kind of been the Achilles heel the last couple of years for the Canes. But uh, down the stretch here, last three, four, five games, really lightening it up from beyond the arc. Just, uh, what's been the key to that turnaround? I mean, is it something in practice or just better ball movement in the games that's led to these uh, higher percentage shots falling from beyond the arc? I think you just see the ball go in, kind of started the process, you know. And we've been working in practice. We've had the shooting machine out before practice. We're getting about 600 shots in amongst our four uh, top shooters. Uh, before practice even starts, and then they're shooting again at the end of practice. So I think it's just reps and confidence and guys who are better shooters than they were shooting. So, you know, the percentages usually come out about what you are over the course of the year, um, in particular Sheldon shooting the ball better. And then I, th- I think there's a break up, breakout game on the way for Dante as well. Uh, Michael Graham, freshman coming off the bench, don't get a chance to talk about him much because, well, he doesn't light up the scoreboard, uh, but he dishes the ball around very well, and it seems like when he does put the ball in the hoop, it's a big momentum swing. Just talk about the, that kind of play and how he runs the show as a freshman. Yeah, Michael's, uh, he really understands how to play. He understands the game. He understands what we're trying to accomplish. Um, he's really good against zones uh, because he sees the floor well, and he's able to dribble drive and get into gaps jumps off, pitches to shooters, and occasionally finishes, like you said. Um, but more than anything, he's a fiery competitor, and that's why he's going to be a really good player here. And he can, he can run this team for a long time. Uh, he's just going to keep getting better. Um, he's a better shooter than maybe his stats might indicate, but we haven't asked all that much of him in regard to that. Um, but he's been a joy to coach as a freshman, mature beyond his years, and I, I just think he's going to be a heck of a player here. Talking with Coach Blundo during the pregame show, Newcastle against Central Valley. Uh, here in a few minutes, Central Valley 3-7, and seven, fighting for a final playoff spot. First time uh, that you played these guys at home, 1-13. by 13. And Really a breakout game that day for Demetrius McKnight, 25 points, 15 rebounds. Uh, the rebounding was a big key in that one, especially on the offensive glass. Is that uh, something that you stress coming into this game is to, again, dominate on the boards? Yeah, we have to. We, you know, we've we, we got to beat teams up on the boards, and that's really important. Even though we're not big, we go after it. Um, this is a Quaker Valley team that just in this past week had a one-point lead against Amherst and a one-point lead against Quaker Valley with under a minute to go. And gave up game-winning shots. Uh, uh, so they have demonstrated the ability, especially here at home, to uh, uh, to beat you know, or have an opportunity to beat really good basketball teams because they're really, really, really well coached. Um, and even last year, I think we were down seven here with about four minutes to go and we come back and won the basketball game. But, it's never been easy down here. Talk about some of the keys defensively, especially then, uh, to be able to take down, like you said, a well-coached team that plays so well at home. Well, they're not great with the dribble, but they really shoot it. So we have to guard the three-point line, force them off that line, force them into an area where they're not maybe as comfortable, and then we've got to rebound the ball and get some easy ones in transition because uh, defensively in the half court, they're really sound. One final question for you, Coach. Besides the uh, lovely opportunity of talking to myself or Tim during pregame, uh, what's just some pregame rituals that you as a coach or, or your staff have uh, before getting a chance to talk to the team and get ready to go? Well, we, just, we sit and just talk about what we need to do in order to be successful, talk about what our keys are and make sure that we get it on the board so that we can stress it to them again. Obviously, we talk about it all week, but you really want to drive it home before the game. There's not a lot of raw, raw stuff in our locker room. It's about what, what our job is where we need to be engaged, um, who we need to focus on, and, and what we believe. If you do this, this, and this, you can come back in here a winner. If you don't, you can have your heart broken. Very good, Coach. Best of luck tonight. All right. It's basketball time here in Central Valley, and the tip will be held by Newcastle as Payne Prowell bringing it to the forecourt. 
Prowl gonna go left side to Burnett into the corner, back to Burnett, back top of the key to Prowl inside the lane to Sheldon Cox, takes the shot, no good. Rebound there by Central Valley. As they bring the ball up, they work it around the arc. It's gonna be stolen there by McKnight. McKnight takes it down the line on the left side, shot taken, no good. Followed up by Burnett, it's no good. Again, this time rebound there by McKnight. McKnight puts it up and in for two. Second and third chance efforts. Good tap and attempt for Burnett. I like on the first possession, though, against that 1-2-2 zone for Central Valley that they got it to Shelton Cox coming right into the high post. Just couldn't get that 10-footer to fall. Burnett with the ball in the left wing. Throws down underneath Drew Cox. Works it underneath. Shot taken. No good. Rebound there by McKnight. Goes up strong. Rattles the rim. No good. Rebound Sheldon Cox. Out to Drew Cox for a three. And he puts it in. He had all day to line up for that one. Knock it down. But again, the offensive rebounds. Five already for the Canes in the first two and a half minutes. Pressure in the backcourt as they're going to bring the ball up. They'll give it over to Zach Smith. He'll drive the lane and take it to the hole for two. And that's going to happen on the press sometimes. Just a little bit too aggressive in the back line maybe there for Drew Cox. Ended up being a two-on-none scenario. Burnett with the ball in the left wing. Gives it up top to Drew Cox. Left side to Sheldon. Back to Drew. Top of the key. Goes left side into the corner. It's Burnett for three. Rattles the rim. No good. But Sheldon Cox is there for the long rebound. Over to Payne Prowl. Back out top of the key. That is Sheldon Cox for three. Shot no good. Rebound there by Central Valley. As they bring the ball in the forecourt. Ruffus gives it down. Down the left lane. Takes it for the ball for two. And it makes it tight at six here with 4.14 here to play first quarter. Not too easy. It's kind of a parting in the seeds defensively. And right to the hoop went Ruffus. Rebound there by Cox. Gives it out to Payne Prowl. Left lane off the glass. Good. Prowl with five points in the first quarter. And it's 10-6 Canes. Sloppy play on both ends. But in transition, Canes starting to flourish there. Good find to get Prowl down low. So Sheldon Cox with the ball in the forecourt. Gives it over to Graham. Down to the blocks. It's Goes spinning to the hoop, goes McKnight for two. And that's what they need to do, work that high post, whether it's McKnight or Sheldon or Drew Cox, because there's wide open against his zone. Throw it into Morrison as he gets it out. He'll drive baseline, shot almost blocked, followed up there by Morrison, and his shot is good. It, I think it was blocked on that one by Wells, but just fell right into Morris's hands. Good job to crash the boards and get the second possession. Wells with three from the left side, up and good. Michael Wells with his first tray of the ball game, and it's 15-8. Is that another Danello rebound? He's got five already in this first quarter, 22 seconds remaining. As Merritt will throw it in here for the Warriors. He gets it in, and they take it to the hoop. Up and good by McKeel. And we're down to 15 seconds here to play in the first. Graham with the ball. Graham. Down to eight seconds, working on the right wing. Goes left side to Wells, into the corner to Sheldon Cox. Back to Mike Wells. Two seconds, three, shot taken, no good. And now we'll end the first quarter as the Kings will have a three-point lead, 15 to 12, over the Warriors. Let's take a one-minute timeout. You're listening to High School Basketball on News Radio 1200, WKST and the Trib Live High School Sports Network. Sick will throw it in as he gives it over to Ruffus. As they'll show some pressure in the backcourt, give it over to Smith. Smith still in the backcourt, gives it over to Ruffus, now into the forecourt to Powell Thompson. As he drives it back out, throws it outside for three for Stickett, and no good. Rebound there by Michael Wills, out to McKnight. McKnight off the glass again with the points and the foul. 
Transition buckets is what the name of the game is right now. Don't let Central Valley get back into that 3-2 zone. Newcastle's doing a good job of making that happen as Smith couldn't get back in time. He'll pick up the fir his first personal, but with that, the lead extended up to six. Biggest of the night, actually, for the Kings. 20-14, Kings. McKnight looking for point number 10 at the line. Looks and shoots. Sam puts it in. And they're bringing to a full court for the Warriors with Ruffus. He's going to be trapped there and gives it into the corner to Smith. Smith will put up a three. Back of the rim, no good. Powell Thompson with the rebound. Goes up strong, puts it up and in for his first two points of the ball game. Yeah, May got away with a little push in the back there, but he had good enough position that the officials deemed it okay. Graham with the ball in the forecourt. Gives it over to Drew Cox into the corner. And Michael Wells is going to travel with the ball, making that first step before putting the ball on the ground. And in the process, we'll turn the ball over to the Warriors with 4.35 here to play in the first half. Your standard freshman travel that you still don't quite get used to until you have a full year of doing it. But how about this? That's number two turnover for Newcastle. Central Valley has committed 10. Some pressure in the backcourt. Stick will throw it into the forecourt. They'll throw across course to Ruffus to Smith. Smith throws inside, stolen by Mike Wells. Wells with the ball in the forecourt. He's going to stop and pop for three and put it in. Didn't look like he had a lot of arc on that shot there, Tim, but he made it work. He was feeling it. He knew what he was doing the whole way down the court. Again, another block pass there, but right back to Ruffus. He takes the shot. No good. They'll get the ball back into Smith. Smith takes the shot. Up and good. So Zach Smith now has four in a ball game. And it's a 24-18 Canes lead with 3.58 here to play in the second quarter. Second shot rolls the rim and falls off. Rebound there by Michael Wells. As he gives it over to Drew Cox, who will bring the ball in the forecourt, running the offense here for the Canes. Cox goes left side, gives it over to Burnett. Inside of Drew Cox. Drew Cox takes a shot up and good with the bucket and the foul. Well, I love that play right there as you have Drew Cox sort of setting a high screen on the top man of the 1-2-2 zone. That's Chase Morrison. He has to decide whether he's going to stay with the pick man who's now playing the high post in Drew Cox or if he's going to step up on younger brother Sheldon who's at the top of the key to hit the three. Whichever way he goes, the pass goes the other way. And in this case, Drew Cox gets the three-point play. And he puts the shot up and in. 27-23, Canes with the lead. A minute 40 here to play in the second quarter. On the court for the Canes is Wells, Burnett, McKnight, Drew Cox, and Sheldon Cox. Score update at the half. Quaker Valley leading Blackhawk 39-29. That game at Quaker Valley. Merritt will throw it in here for the Warriors. Throw across court, trying to get it to Powell Thompson, and it's going to be knocked away by Michael Wells into the hands of Burnett. As Burnett will bring the ball in the forecourt, gives it over to Drew Cox. Now back to Burnett. Back to Cox, top of the key. Drew drives down the lane, throws inside, finds a cutter. That is McKnight. Shot taken, no good. Follow-up by Wells. Wells puts it in. Yeah, good put back. Good first move on the other side for McKnight. Couldn't get the bunny to go, but right there in the backside was Wells for the putback. So Ruff is at the line. He'll be shooting a one-and-one one with 39 seconds remaining here in the first half. The shot hits the rim, battles around, no good. Ball batted around, and Payne Thompson... 
picks it up and throws it in for two. Yeah, give all the credit on that one, though, to Hayden Johnston, who just tapped it over his shoulder like he was setting it for volleyball to a wide-open Thompson down low. Burnett with the ball on the left wing. We're down to 20 seconds, just dribbling around. We've got to... Going to wait and see if the Warriors will come out and challenge here. Down to 14 seconds. We're down to 12 seconds. We're now down to 8 seconds. And Drew Cox with the ball down to 5 seconds. Gives it over to Michael Wells. We're at deep three right side. Rattles the rim. No good. And the clock winds out as the Canes have a four-point lead here at halftime. 29-25 over Central Valley. Ruffus drives down the left side, throws it back out for Morrison for three, and he hits it. Their first three-pointer, they were 0 of 7 prior to that Morrison three ball. 4.55 here to play in the third quarter. The throw across court gives us to Johnson underneath to Powell Thompson. He hits it up and in. Just too easy. Got too uh, good a position down low on the block and really an easy lay-in to give the lead back to CV. So Central Valley with the lead, 34-32. Three-pointer from the corner, up and good by Sheldon Cox. His first points, he had missed his first four from beyond the arc. Finally, he's able to get one to fall. With the ball is Drew Cox in the forecourt. Gives it over to Prowl, back to Cox. Cox drives right side, throws it out to Mike Wells for three, and he puts it in. So that means the other team sees it going as well. Wells with the big answer. Payne Prowl will bring the ball in the forecourt here for the Canes. Gives it over to Sheldon Cox, back to Prowl. Prowl, back to Sheldon Cox, to Drew Cox, back to Sheldon. As they bounce inside to Drew Cox, turnaround jumper, off the glass, good. I like them using the backboard there when they get it to the high post. Good shot by Drew Cox, now in double figures. Just over two minutes here to play in the third quarter. McKeel for three, back of the rim, no good. Rebound there by McKnight. McKnight on the move, stops, throws over to the left side to Wells, drives into the arc, pulls it back out to Prowl. Over to Drew Cox for three, front of the rim, no good. Prowl Thompson with the rebound. As he gives it over to Smith, to the roughest as he brings the ball in the forecourt. Roughest with the ball. Top of the key, drives right side, throws it back out for Smith. Behind the arc for three, up and good. That's back-to-back -back plays. Refus has driven, dished it out, and then has kept running right into the defender who was guarding the shot taker. The referee's got to be watching for that, and if you're uh, Coach Blunder and the staff, need to be uh, trying to say something and get the official attention. Only two points on the board. That was a two-point shot put on the line. 44-39. They go into a zone defense, and the Kings are willing to let it come out here to see if they'll play man-to-man -man as they play a little two-man game. Down a minute five here to play in the third quarter. Five-point lead. They're content to try to let this clock wind down as long as they can. Payne Prowl with the ball. Gives it over to Smith to Michael Wells on the wing. Now gives it back to, to Drew Cox. Back to Smith. Or Wills. Drew Cox with the ball. Gives it over to Payne Prowl. Prowl between the two circles. We're down to 40 seconds here to play in the third quarter. Prowl gets the single in from Coach Blundo. As they work it again, now down to 35 seconds. Prowl with the ball. Gives it over to Michael Wells. To Drew Cox, back to Wells. Over to Prowl, we're down to 25 seconds here. Over to Sheldon Cox, back to Prowl. We're down to 20 seconds here in the third quarter. Prowl with the ball. Prowl dribbling it down to 15 seconds. Prowl down to 12. Prowl with the ball. Behind the arc, gives it over to Michael Wells, down to eight seconds. Back to Prowl. Prowl with the ball down to five seconds. 
Backs back out to Sheldon Cox. will try a three with two seconds. Front of the rim, no good. End of the third quarter, the Canes lead by five. 44 to 39 over Central Valley. We'll take a one-minute timeout. You're listening to High School Basketball on WKST, News Radio 1200, and the Trib Live High School Sports Network. Graham over to Mike Wells, left side of Sheldon Cox. As they give it right back to Drew Cox. Drew Cox between the two circles. Goes right side to Graham. Over to Mike Wells for three. Back of the rim, no good. Sheldon Cox with a rebound, and he pulls it back out. Gives it over to Drew Cox. Back to Sheldon to Drew. Over to Graham. Back to Drew Cox on the right wing. Back to Graham as they work it over to Wells on the left side. Now they'll give it back to Cox. As Drew Cox drives it and brings it back out over to Graham as they work it in the corner to McKnight for three from the left side. He puts it in with a switch. They let him open. They said, you want to take it? Go for it, big fella. And he hits his fourth three-pointer of the year. Six-point Canes lead, 47-41, as they bring the ball in the forecourt. As they almost got stolen twice, but they kept it. As Pal Thomason drives the lane, takes his shot, no good. Gets on. Rebound, because that's a stick. Shot, no good. Pal Thompson with the rebound, and we got a whistle and a travel against Pal Thompson. Two offensive rebounds for Pal Thompson in that possession, but he kind of switched the pivot foot on that last attempt down low. 21st turnover, but how about this? That three-pointer for McKnight, that ended a scoring drought of over four and a half minutes for Newcastle. Throw it into McKnight at the line, takes the jumper, puts it up and in. You think he's feeling it? He's got 19 now, McKnight. Two quick buckets to start the quarter. Eight-point Canes lead. Smith throws it into Pal Thompson. It's going to be stolen away by Sheldon Cox to Mike Wells. Wells on the move. Down the right side. Stops and pops her five. No good. Wells gets his own rebound, puts it off the glass, and good. Where has that energy been? Timeout. Central Valley, just like that. It's a 10-point lead for Newcastle. As they throw the ball, and it's going to be stolen away there by Graham. Give it over to Michael Wells. Right side off the glass. Good. Pal Thompson for a deep three. No good rebound there, McKnight. McKnight looked down court, but he's going to just give it over to Prowls. He'll bring the ball in the forecourt. Gives it over to Drew Cox. Back to Prowl. Prowl throws down underneath. And all by himself is McKnight underneath the basket for two. That's where he's dangerous is when uh, there's pressure up top. He's left open down low, and he's athletic. He can get it in around the rim. There's a minute 49 left here in the fourth quarter. Canes with their biggest lead of the game, 15 points, leading 60 to 45. Give you a couple quick scores. Final, Quaker Valley maintains their section lead. They are now 9-2. They defeated Blackhawk tonight, 75-61, to uh, with Beaver playing Hopewell. I haven't seen a score on that one, assuming that Hopewell uh, still has not broken that uh, very long section winless streak. You will have Beaver now alone in uh, fourth place, Blackhawk a game behind, and Central Valley, if this score finishes, two games behind that final playoff spot. So Drew Cox will throw it in, gives it over to Payne Prowl in the backcourt. Throws it to forecourt to Sheldon Cox into the right corner to McKnight. And the ball's going to be tipped away and picked up there by Smith. Smith brings the ball in the forecourt, loses control, Sheldon Cox gets it. Out to Wells. Wells plays it and jams it with the right hand for two. How about that? Unselfish play. Give it to the freshman. Throw it down, big fella. And the shot is on the back of the rim. No good. So score remains 65-48. Coming in, Donnie Cade, Terrell McCarter, Isaiah Carter. Jason Williams and Rocco Bermadina. And Wells will come out after this shot here if he completes it. 
And he does. He finishes with 18, and now McCarter will check in for him. And the Canes JV squad, an overtime victory today. Now they're out for the last 52 seconds of this varsity match. So the Warriors will bring the ball in the forecourt. As they work it around to Merritt, as they work it over to, to Morrison, back up top to Douglas, and Merritt's with the ball, will try a three. High shot, no good, rebound there by Cade. Gets it out to Williams as it brings the ball in the forecourt. Williams drives the lane, loses control as there's out of bounds against the Warriors, so it'll stay with the Canes. 22 seconds remaining here in the fourth quarter. Throw it in, and a little too hard for Isaiah, but he's going to have it run down by Williams. Out to Cade for three, and he puts it in. You knew it. Before he even caught it, you knew Donnie Cade was knocking down the three. 69-48 lead here for the Canes. They drive down the lane. Shot is up and good. That was taken by Carson Douglas. And Douglas will go to the line looking for the three-point play. Douglas shoots and hits the front of the rim. No good. Rebound there by Cade. Cade will give it over to Williams as he'll dribble out the clock as this, tonight's game will come to an end as the Canes will come away with a 19-point victory over Central Valley, 69-50. to 50. Let's The final score, Newcastle 69, Central Valley 50. Leading scorer for Central Valley was Skyler Ruffus with 12, Justin Pyle-Thompson with 11, and Zach Smith with 10. Leading scorers for the Canes was Demetrius McKnight with 21, Michael Wells with 18, and Drew Cox with 17. The Canes improved to 15-4 overall and 9-2 in Section 2, while Central Valley falls to 6-13 overall and 3-7 in the section. The Canes led the game 15-12 after the first and outscored Central Valley by one in the second quarter, 14-13, to take a 29-25 lead at half. In the third quarter was another one-point lead for Newcastle as they outscored Central Valley 15-14. At the end of three, it was 44-39. In the fourth quarter, the Canes outscored Central Valley 25-11 for your final score of 69-50. That's the podcast for Episode 7 of Running with the Canes. My thanks goes out to Newcastle's Red Hurricanes head coach, Ralph Blundo, and my broadcast partner, James Donson and News Radio 1200 WKST, and the Trib Live High School Sports Network. And most of all to you, our listeners of Radio MVP Sports. Please subscribe, rate, and review Radio MVP Sports wherever you download podcasts. To the next time we speak, I'm Tim Continenza. Peace. This is Radio MVP Sports. Running with the Kings.